0: Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry, or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. It's good to be back with y'all. My name is Adam, and uh, I'm one of the ministers here on staff, uh, particularly... I'm a high school minister, and I absolutely love uh, my job. I love what we get to do together as we partner with one another in advancing the kingdom and making the name of Jesus known. Um, Here's two things I've observed about Missouri, just just to be a little personal here. One is, I haven't had the flu in 13 years. I moved to Missouri, I get the flu. I'm hardly sick. Last week, I lose my voice. I have this weird thing in my ear, like I can't hear. I'm telling you, Missouri winter is kicking my tail. You guys been sick this summer, or this winter? This summer. It's pretty warm, warm outside, right? No. All right, let me pray for you. We'll get started. Father, thank you for the chance that we get to uh, to be here, to be church. Um, we particularly think, thank you for the fact that you are Uh, 100% sold out to us, you are completely all in. God, I pray that this semester we would journey with you um, and just realizing uh, who we are and how we, uh, individually and together as your body, um, that we can be all in. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. This semester we're going through a series, 15 weeks, all semester long, And defining what it means to be all in. You guys have heard that phrase before. I was looking it up. And as we started planning the semester, it seemed to pop up everywhere. Last year's uh, national championship game for college football was Auburn and Florida State. Auburn, their whole campaign was all in. Adidas, their slogan, all in. You know, the gambler's coming out. This this poker uh, movie, and it's all in. And when we hear that phrase, all in, you know, a lot of us, we think of, maybe we think of sports. Maybe we think of our volleyball team, our basketball team, our football team, whatever it may be, and we're like, you know, we're all in, we're committed, we're devoted, we're passionate. You know, maybe we think of uh, particular relationships. You know, girls, you think of um, just your, your crew, like your gals. I don't know, I'm not a girl, obviously, but, you know, you got your back, right? You got your, yeah, each other's back, you have to do that, right? You're all in with one another. You know, maybe it's uh, other relationships, like your family. I'm all in for my family. I'm all in uh, with those relationships in my life. You know, whatever it may be, the truth is, reality is, we're either all in or we're not in at all. You know, there's no middle ground. When we go all in, we commit ourselves to somebody, we're either all in or we're not in at all. And that sense, that, that that definition of all in soon makes us sort of well up all these emotions. You know, this pit of your stomach churning of emotion. Because you know the commitment. You know if you utter this phrase, I'm all in, I have your back, there means, that means there's no going back. And so this like sweat dripping down your armpits type of emotions, this welling up in your throat type of emotion because you know what it takes to be all in. And that's exactly where Jesus is calling us. See, the reality is it makes zero sense outside of relationship with Jesus that we would be all in for anything. You know, I'm married to a, a beautiful girl, Sherry. When we got married, we said two words, I, we will try that again, I, in other words, we said, we're all in, but the truth is, she will fail me. At some point in our marriage, she will let me down, because that's the way that we are as humans. And that's the way that the world is. That if we go all in, whatever it is in the world's context, it's going to come back to bite us. But on the flip side of that, that's exactly the position that Jesus wants us to be completely sold out, 100% all in. This semester, each week, we're going to talk about going out of something. Jesus is calling us out of something. And calling us into something else. And tonight, we're going to look at how King Jesus is calling us out of bondage of sin and into an obedient life. Out of bondage of sin and into obedient life. I, I heard this illustration used uh, about describing the bondage of sin from a preacher. He said uh, he was watching the Discovery Channel. Anybody watch the Discovery Channel? Okay, I'm the only one, seriously? We have a couple here. All right, so he was watching the Discovery Channel, and there was uh, all these models uh, in a photo shoot at, in a lion's den. And so I was like, oh, that's so cute and cuddly. So the models are like positioned every which way, and they're like up, kind of nuzzled up to this class A predator, right? Like me eating, like I will kill you and devour you, swallow you up in one gulp. Predator. And they're like, oh, he's so cute and fluffy. And you know, they're taking pictures and they're positioning every which way. Guess what happened? The lion killed one of the women. Straight up murdered one of the women. Why? Because it's a class A predator. That's his existence. That's what he was created to do was to kill and destroy. You know, the reality is, that was kind of vivid, right? The reality is, that's exactly how sin is. We treat sin like this fluffy little lion. Oh, it's so cute and cuddly. I just want to squeeze it, hug it. It Keeps you all warm at night. And then it devours you. In a split second. Before you realize it, there's no gradual pro- progression in the bondage of sin. You are enslaved to it. And that's exactly how Paul describes it in Romans 6 16 through 18. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone to obey him as slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey? Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, Or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Paul is describing this tension between being a slave, being bound to sin, and being a slave or obeying the teachings of Jesus in righteousness. You know, when I think of being obedient, where I think of obey, um, there's a lot of, of memories, especially as a younger child, of obeying my parents, right? You think of, I must obey, I must submit to, um, commit to the teachings or the authority of my parents. And I think of the, the endless amounts of coaches that I've had throughout the course of my life, that I would submit to them and their authority in my life. I think about teachers. I think about ministers. I think about uh, mentors in my life that I submitted myself to, that I, in a sense, obeyed because of the authority that they had in my life, right? And the way in which I respected them, the way in which I uplifted them into that authoritative position. Jesus... is standing on the mountain of Galilee. He just conquered death. He rose. He defeated sin. And he's standing flesh and blood with the disciples on this hill. And he looks at them and he says these words. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. It says just before that, that the disciples were doubting, right? I mean, we would doubt, we have doubts all the time. The dude defeated death. I think I would be a little skeptical, but he's standing flesh and blood and he's saying, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. he says this, go and make disciples of all nations Baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, surely I will be with you to the very end of the age. Jesus is the ultimate authority. But the truth is we have to give him that authority. It's not about being obedient. We understand what it means to be obedient. We understand right and wrong. Listen to me. How is it that you're defining the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? You know, some of us, and I'm included, in my life I've labeled Jesus as the great therapist. There's been seasons in my life where it's like I cannot catch a break. I'm just down and out. Everything is happening all at once. And I'm not, I'm not a crier, but there's times in my life where I've just sobbed because. I just couldn't get ahead of the game. And I just need somebody to talk to And so, whereas before I didn't need Jesus, I'm coming on my knees and saying, God, I need you. Would you listen to me? God's a great listener. Don't get me wrong. But he's more than just your personal therapist. There's been times in my life where You know, it's like, man, I just need, I'm, I cannot do good. Like, I just can't get on that page. I just continue to do the things I don't want to do. I continue to pull away. I mean, I know that I want to be a follower of Christ, but I continue to do all this nonsense stuff. I continue to drink. I continue to go to parties. I continue to sleep with my girlfriend. I continue to do all these things I know is wrong. I continue to lie and cheat and steal. Like, I know all those things are wrong. And I just need, Jesus, I just need you to be my moral compass. Like, just show me some teachings in your scriptures. Just appoint me due north, right? But here's the, here's the deal. Jesus is more than just your moral compass. He's more than that. You know, Jesus, I just want you to be here like my my homeboy, like, you're my dog. Like we're 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 bros. Like I just want you to be here in the in the present, in the moment. And all this stuff would go away. If I just if you were just right here, just in front of me. I would I would i do anything. If you just just show me, just be there. And Jesus is more than your genie. He's way more than that. Jesus has all authority in heaven and earth. Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So I have a question for you. And this is straight up like hit you in the face first night out. But I need need to be real with you guys. Would you be willing to go all in this semester? for a God that's gone all in for you. Would you be willing to go all in this semester for the people maybe sitting next to you that are just trying to figure out figure it out and be a committed follower of Jesus? Would you go all in this semester? Would you allow yourself to be called out by Christ and to be called into something greater? In your life. Because the bondage of sin is real. And we've all experienced it. But the obedience of Christ. Gives us freedom. And gives us life. I took a vacation. Uh, to, to Maui, Hawaii. Uh, when I was in college. And we trekked up this mountain. Um, and it was. I got I to tell you guys. It was the most beautiful place that I've ever been. Those still shots are still in my mind of the amazing scenery, the awe-striking scenery that was all around us. As we went up this mountain, climbing, turning, all which way? I mean, every chance we got, we saw waterfalls. And again, just your breath just escaped you. So we made our way up the mountain and uh, we went into a bamboo forest. I don't know if you guys have ever been in a bamboo forest, but um, you can't see on either side. I mean, bamboo is just shooting up through the ground and there's this little trail that we're, that we're following. We can't see anything as far as the first few rows of bamboo. And then we get up and we can see the sun shining down on the path and we see this clearing up above, and we hear the roar of a waterfall, and we come up over this ridge, and out of the bamboo forest, and onto this bridge, and we see the most amazing, it looked like paradise, picture, and we're all just We stand up on this bridge, and our guide, he says, you think this is incredible? There's a lot of people that have gone through this trail. There's a lot of people that come to Maui just to climb this mountain. There's many people that have come up and and gone down and have seen these sites. But if you want to see something even greater, you got to take the jump. We're standing on this bridge, it's 100 feet above the river. And said so there's two things. One is, you will forever be grateful that you did. You will forever be awestruck about what you're getting ready to experience. But I got to tell you, it's dangerous. See below, you can see where the river is, there's a dark blue circle That dark blue circle is about 10 feet in radius, and it's the only place that you can jump. Anything outside of that radius um, will be severely injured. Are you willing to jump? Me and my buddies looked at each other and said, absolutely, we are all in. So we get up, and I'm not a huge fan of heights, and I... My hair was shaking. I was trembling all over, standing on this ridge, the, the, the balcony of, of the bridge railing and one buddy jumps. I mean, just not even, not even hesitating, just jumps over. And the rest of us are standing there like, and he comes up out of the water like, dude, that was awesome. so I'm next in line, and I'm like, this is nuts. I'm all in. Jump straight down into the deepest part of the river. Come up. And all three, all four of us jumped into the river, and we had the most spectacular float to one of the most beautiful waterfalls that I'll ever experience or see. That is exactly where Jesus is calling us. This life that we get to live for Him is the most beautiful, awe-strucking, awe-striking life that we'll ever live when we live it for Him, when we're all in. But the reality is, there's gonna be people that don't take the jump. And it's dangerous. But Jesus is that center. And Jesus is calling us to go all in. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.